0: All right. How's everybody doing out there in Radio Land? I'm doing well. David Ellenbogen here. You're listening to WKCR FM New York and WKCR HD1. Many thanks to Michael Lenhart for bringing all that music, beautiful music of his own and his inspirations and of his father. That was super fun. And this music uh, that I'm playing now is a transition to our next guest. We just... Uh, that was music from Mahmoud Guinea, an album called "Colors of the Night," and Mahmoud Guinea is one of the great Malims, uh, master musicians of the Gnawa tr- tradition. And uh, my next guest, Alexander Tanous, is going to be doing an event coming up this this Thursday, uh, December fifth, at the Assemblage, in which we. He discusses that the power of trance, and and other um, elements of the power of of music, and then we'll have a performance by Malim Hassan Ben Jaffer and Inov Ganawa. So it's going to be a really interesting uh, evening, and I'm I'm always happy to have this uh, wonderful ethnomusicologist, composer, musician. And all around uh, inspiration, Alexander Tounus. So, welcome. Great to be with you.
1: Great to be here. Thank you, David.
0: Yeah. How are you feeling?
1: Great. Yeah. I thought we were gonna have a bigger snowstorm, but it was not so bad. So it was easy to get here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got we we dodged a bullet, but. Hmm. Uh, there'll be more, I'm sure. And um, so I mean, I'm I'm so. Uh, curious and interested to, to kind of just dive right in with you. I mean, here we are we're starting off uh, this show playing um, traditional Ganawa trance music. Um, what, what do we know? I mean, I guess it's, it, what, what do we know about how traditional societies used, uh, used music in, in the context of, of what people call trance?
1: hmm We know quite a lot, but the story changes. It changes based on how seriously people take the narrative, not knowing that the narrative is actually based on metaphors. And metaphors of things, it's hard to talk about them, to articulate them. Um, sometimes the metaphors are of metaphors and of metaphors, <laughs> so it gets very complicated. So I'm interested in connecting the dots and trying to figure out um, why music, why people use music in all sorts of different context settings, ceremonies for healing, trance, possession, shamanism, in spiritual ceremonies and Eastern philosophies, the mantra system, the sutra system. Um All sorts of chants in religious ceremonies uh, in you know mainstream world and w- what does music do for us? Where do we get this drive? why music is the most popular accessible art? Where does this power come from and um I studied variety of different things in the past uh in music. Performance theory composition conducting music education ethnomusicology so when you when you become interested in the various facets of music and look at it through different angles and and filters, you start to realize that there's a far bigger truth uh, that is driving our need to listen to music, play music, make music, and that's very, very important, far more important than people think it is. And if you start to research the esoteric properties of sound and and the the, uh, therapeutic properties of sound, which is what I've been doing uh, for 17 years, focusing on where does this power come from? How does it manifest? How does it serve humanity? What is its ultimate point? How has it been driven in different ways in the West? and other non-Western countries and cultures to create an industry out of it. Why is it so important? So we, we realize that has always been used in different transforms. So we're going to focus today on Gnawa, but just to say this is something that doesn't only occur in Gnawa. Uh, syncretic religions such as uh, Vodou from Haiti, Santaria, Candomble, which come from West Africa. Daomi, the former region region in West Africa, Umbanda, and all sorts of different styles from Central and South American countries, Um, and uh, so many African countries that still practice uh, hearing and trance and the role of music in shamanism with psychedelic plants or non-psychedelic plants. So where do we go? What does music do? How essential it is? So, it's very, very beautiful and complex, and if you keep tracing it, you get to a very deep esoteric aspect to sound that is often connected to the creator of the universe. The universe was created with the primordial om, or aum, in the Bible, New Testament, it's the word, and the word was God, it's the logos, initially in ancient Greek, when the Bible was brought to Europe was in ancient Greek and instead of the word it was the logos Um, the Old Testament starts with Genesis To, to me now I don't think Genesis is telling us how God created everything in six days and rested on what became the Shabbat it's basically you know when you hear and on the first day God said let there be light and there was light well you become God when you learn how to create with your words and how the word exists because we have a language for it, and what happens in Indian classical music, the overtones—all of this is uh, pointing toward very deep, serious, complex, and awesome intelligence that is in the universe, and that what connects our consciousness to the universe. This is where the concept of God is. And um, and that's basically what the Pythagoreans and the Neoplatonists were talking about in an overall order of things, to understand the true nature of why humans are alive. What are we supposed to do when we are in human experience? Where do we go when we die? What are these trance states about? What is what are mystical states and and um, mysticism and esoteric? Uh, philosophies, this is very essential and probably the most essential thing that a human being can know. It was taken out of the picture. Um, it was appropriated by the industry and expropriated from people. And music is also used to dumb down consciousness. That's a whole other topic we're not going to address now. <clears throat> but it's not an accident that all holy books start with the concept that sound is the creator of reality, the universe, sound is God. And sound can allow us, if we know how to properly use it, to experience the likeness of God within us, the the divine within, or whatever you want to call it. So that's why I'm interested in uh, the, the origin of also, you know, harmonic series, which is what sound is, and the reason why it exists in nature is to give us tone, color, or timbre to everything that we listen to, every sound. That's the difference between your voice and, and mine, or a difference between note played on a piano and the same register note played on ukulele or banjo. Um, so, but ultimately it's a harmonic series, and the harmonic series is the most intelligent mathematical constant in the universe. And there are many constants. Most people know few, pi, phi, or the golden-mean-golden ratio. The harmonic series seems to be so essential because it changes the way you perceive reality. It creates an emotional state. The raga, the makam, it's about emotions. And it changes the way the brain, heart, the entire body is creating reality, filtering it, and transducing it, these three things. And that's basically why we listen to music to change the way we are, the way we're feeling. And if you know how to do that, you can do a wide variety of different things. Either fill in the space and listen to music in the background as the person is working on whatever, which is not the proper way to listen to music, or you can use it as a meditative tool, or you can get in touch with the archetypes, the mluk, as we talk about them now in Gnawa and and uh, connect to god connect to divinity and you know but it takes knowledge it takes awareness it takes an intention and we're being flippant with all of that But there's a great movement that is circling back and uh, trying to use music in a more productive healthy way and not just to serve industry, those who are getting us to become addicted to buy, buy, but when music is not doing a whole lot to, allowing us to understand, who are we? So trance is the way to go. That's how the ancients did it, in a variety of different ways. And uh, Genawa, which what we'll talk about and play and talk about various aspects, is a very, very complex... Um, musical style it's also now uh, it's connected to the human being it's a it's a person it's it's an identity it's not just music that's how powerful essentially it is
0: yeah and when you say that um, it's a kind of road or or, or way to to link up with the archetypes and and in a few trance ceremonies that i've i've witnessed in various places the music starts um and then people get what people describe as as spirit possessed and they they take on the characteristics of the 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 spirit or God associated with with that that music and the it can be expressed in in a very profound manner, you know someone who is uh, maybe attractive will suddenly become uh, take out the the uh, archetype of an old man and will no longer mm-hmm. be attractive or or something. There's certain musical mechanisms that I I find are universal um, amongst the musics of, of spiritual spirit possession. Um, I've definitely uh, a repetition. Often, oh, like almost all the time, um, polyrhythm, but mm-hmm. not. And what, 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 else, what, what would you put on the list of, of, the, of the, the, the musical yeah. mechanisms to bring people into this altered state?
1: Yeah, well, you brought up two important points. So the r- repetitive rhythm, polyrhythm, um, the speeding up of the tempo, uh, accelerando, the drone, the overtones in the drone, Basically, these frequencies that give the tone color and this is why uh, now we see great rise in what people call sound healing or sound baths I like to call it sound meditation that's what I ended up by specializing in, in, in sound therapy and uh, using sound as a therapeutic modality but it's very complex again we're not good at naming things as they are so when we hear the overtones we go into transcendental meditative contemplative state even psychedelic state um so um microtonality how how the notes in the octave are divided in equal temperament which is what western music is about which is quantizing the octave the distance between one note and the octave higher the doubling of the frequency into in the West, we have 12 tones, and now there are 12 equidistant, quantized tones. That's equal temperament. Whereas in non-Western culture, um, the octave is not quantized, and there could be 22 tones, like in Indian classical music, 24 in Arabic and Persian, 53 in Turkish, 72 in Byzantine music or octave. So this, the mathematics of sound, this is essential also to have in sound for people to go and trance. Uh, the relevance of the drone and how the drone is played as the musician, vocalist or instrumentalist is playing freely and soaring above that and always aware of the tonality, the centrality. Um, The soulfulness, putting virtuosity at the surface uh, um, of uh, of emotionality. Um, And um, the expression the use of silence between phrases, so uh, all of these characteristics are found in musical styles, genres, or pieces of music that uh, the aim is about going inwards or losing the self. Uh, It's almost the same thing, you know. This is why Sufis use sound, music, with or without whirling often accompanied by whirling if it's whirling dervishes and there's a variety of different forms of Sufism you have Sufism from Pakistan and northern India qawwali music which has similar characteristics to Gnawa. actually um, they use sound to lose self. they call that al a state of total dissolution of the ego so it's comparable to the Samadhi state that Hindus talk about Moksha, Kensho, Satori so this is what we look for Um, If we have the opportunity, if we have the knowledge, if we have the intentions, something bigger than the everyday life, something that connects us to very essential force in reality, in the world, that was also packaged and appropriated and used and became businesses, religions that preach great things the ultimate point we feel and we're feeling this more and more that there's something off people are killing each other over which way is best to worship jehovah and that's basically the god that jews christians and muslims worship and Sunni and shiit and muslims and christians and protestant and catholic have been for centuries killing each other over that something's fundamentally wrong but they also use sound as well music it's part of hijacking consciousness so it's very complex you cannot talk about music and sound in such a localized way because uh, it connects to everything and that's something that w- we need to bring back this fascination this mystery the interest everyday person in this side of music that's not discussed at all or very 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 little hmm. uh, in the, but at the same time everybody loves music everybody boasts about how much they love music and how much they know about music Let's keep in mind that we don't know what we don't know, and often we can celebrate mediocrity. I mean, we've all been through that, right? As <laughs> early teenagers, we think we discovered it, and then we start to realize, "Oh my God, that was total crap." And you mean Def Leppard wasn't? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't want to name names. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's well, you know,
0: actually, interesting. Volume is often a thing with oh, yeah. with you know putting the brain into a different state.
1: To heighten the, the mood, yes. Yeah. To, to drive the inner chemicals, the biochemistry. It's about altering the human trip.
0: So is the, the modern rock concert uh, at its best some kind of uh, replacement for yeah. the ancient?
1: Yeah, st- except it's coming at a cost. They're selling you something, and it your cilia, your hearing cells, are dying by the <laughs> minute, you know, and... Uh, we have 25,000 of them in each year. We, they start dying the day we were born. So um, it's not a good thing. Tinnitus is, a, is an epidemic now. Uh, sure. So many people have it. So, And also in in cities, people walking around with headphones to drown out the the, the noise pollution, uh, the subway sound, the, the blaring fire truck or ambulance or police car or whatever, but it's uh, it's heightening the mood because, you know, if you're listening to something you love and you blast the volume high, you feel different emotions. Adrenaline and ep- nor- epinephrine, and all these chemicals are pumping in a different way, but it's uh, the sound of your music that's deafening you and creating. And it is no longer the noise pollution. So people has, have to be super, super careful with right.
0: this. Well, some people say there, there's an exchange going on. <laughs> there's an exchange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's 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 hear a little uh, voodoo music for, for for a brief minute, and then uh, get get back to this discussion about trance. Yes. All right, music from Shea Vodou. Apparently, Vodou is the preferred pronunciation amongst practitioners of Vodou, mm-hmm. as opposed to Voodoo. Um, and uh, yeah, um, we're just talking about trance in general. My my guest, Alexandre Tanu, is going to be giving a talk about trance and the sound power of of music and power of sound. Uh, this, the uh, December 5th, this coming Thursday at the Assemblage, you can go to the uh, Assemblage John Street and um, Google that, <laughs> Assemblage John Street, and hear this uh, special event, which has not only Alexandre Tanu uh, giving a keynote presentation, but there'll be a performance from Inov Ganawa and their leader, Malim Hassan bin Jafar, who is one of the um, treasures of of New York right now I mean he's a guy whose father was a master Malim and had studied in all different parts of of Morocco and he is familiar with the the entire repertoire including the the Jewish repertoire of we, mm-hmm. It's a pretty pretty um, amazing uh, person and and in of Gnawa have brought. Ganawa music to prominence with a recent uh, Grammy nomination with a collaboration they did with an electronic artist. And um, so that, that's our excuse for having this chat about Ganawa music and, 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 and the power of sound with uh, this great ethnomusicologist, composer, and musician. Alexander Tenuce. So, um, what, what 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 strikes you as 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 you hear uh, this kind of more traditional Vodou music?
1: Well, I studied it, uh, a while back ago. Uh, Friends of mine, members of the group Bookman Experience, um, initiated me in what's happening in Vodou music and all the elements and uh, the religion as well. It's a syncretic religion that uh, has a lot of blended Christianity, especially Catholicism. The altar, the spring of water, pictures of saints. Same with candomble and santeria. Um, and um, basically, you, you find similar things happening in these musical styles, traditions, is that people get together and they're musicians playing and uh, often... Um, initiator of ceremony, some sort of a priest in the Voodoo context, it's the Oungan, and uh, uh, that's the good priest, bad priest, one that deals with black magic, is Bokor. And um, the ceremony would start, and people start to dance and chant, and there'll be a lot of polyrhythmic textures, and chanting, singing, playing various instruments, accompanied with dance and people become uh, go in a state of trance they become possessed this has negative con- connotation but basically they embody a different uh, spirit or archetype I have to be careful with the word spirit because it has many different definitions um, and um, in the Vodou context they call it chevauché which is horse ridden Um uh, or ridden by 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 spirit and the spirit in voodoo they call Lua L-O-A and the people around they would recognize through the behavior of this person man or woman and the, the way they're speaking and that changes as well in the the words the ethos which Lua is speaking through this person and would give advice would solve issues uh, or in some cases the person possessed would be punished and kind of like rehabilitated uh, for wrongdoings in the, the, the trance experience. So, and what they use here, the essential, most essential part are three drums, petite, moyenne, and maman. And so the, the maman cannot change, cannot alter anything. And if the person goes in trance, everything falls apart. So... What we're experiencing here, something that occurs everywhere, and in a bit we're going to start talking about it in, in a Gnawa context, is that um, music, rhythms, polyrhythms, microtonality, every aspect of music, and unfortunately very few of these things exist in <laughs> Western pop music and mainstream music. Um, this tells you something. Um, are essential to alter the person's consciousness, the people's consciousness who are in attendance. Um, they, they go into a non-ordinary state of consciousness, into an altered state, a psychedelic state, transcendental state, a variety of different states, whether they're dancing or not. In the Gnawa concept, for example, uh, in a traditional setting, when a person falls ill, the family would call on a mallim, which means master, ustad, person who uh, has reached a certain level of proficiency, knowing the repertoire of how to conduct such ceremony. And the ceremony is very complex. Pardon. Me. So it's very complex because um, it's about playing well, the setting is basically the person is in bed or sitting down, going through a lila, which starts at dusk and ends at dawn and sometimes goes on for two, three days with some breaks. Um, the person surrounded by the immediate family, extended family, the neighbors, and uh, the ma'allim and the musicians playing, doing call and response. That's also very important. They're two to five or six people in in the back standing up playing big metallic castanets, uh, specific rhythms with uh, a lot of overtones in these metallic castanets. And specific rhythms are being played. They're three to five rhythms, essentially three, but, you know, it could be up to five with small variations they play repeated rhythm that creates trance and what the Ma'alim is doing, sitting down, playing the instrument that has three four different names, Sintir, uh, Gimbri, Hajuj, and sings. And this instrument is kind of comparable to a, a basic traditional version of a bass guitar made with gut strings with a lot of percussive part on the membrane where the bridge rests so it's not just playing the strings Um, and the notes are microtonal, they're not equidistant, they're not notes that are played on a keyboard, they fall in the crack. So there's this call and response that happens between the ma'allim and those playing the castanets, repeating specific phrases that's typically African because the main influence came from West Africa uh, Mali and Mauritania specifically and uh, these, these are the, the slaves that brought Gnawa style or uh, the African style that became Gnawa uh, during the spread of Islam and uh, this was now and still is found mainly in Morocco and the hometown per excellence is Esawira in northwestern Morocco but it, it's also found in Algeria and Tunisia and taken very seriously so it's the Malato people people who are uh, of, of African descent but mixed with the, the North African population. Preserve the style and you can, uh, most of the time it's sung in Arabic, Moroccan Arabic but you can still hear some Bambara phrases, the lingua franca the, the, the uh, common tongue in Mali, there are over 60 languages stemming from the Bambara Empire of West Africa so this is what's interesting is that they brought a knowledge of manipulating sound in a variety of different ways where, where the melodies, call and response, rhythms, polyrhythms, driving rhythms, and accelerando, speeding up, to uh, uplift the person, alter their consciousness. And the person, they believe that every person has a different color. No, They call them the seven colors. So the seven colors are basically seven different states of mind, but there's actually more than seven colors if you count variations, for example, blue is not just blue, it's uh, deep, dark blue and light blue. So, But essential colors are seven. And the person becomes possessed by these mluk. Mluk is a plural of malik in, in Arabic, which means um, king. So their, their spirits, their archetypes, it gets very complex when you start to try to understand what an archetype is. in In a traditional sense, Or in the union sense, I should say, and and Joseph Campbell as well, defined as universal tendency, uh, a way of being. So people become ill because something happens with this spirit that is within them. Their archetype becomes out of tune, if you will, out of phase. And the maalim and the band come and they start playing different pieces from different colors to finally see which color affects the person and the person goes in trance, either by sitting and listening or dancing and moving. And this is where the realignment, the recalibration, the rehabilitation happens. So it's important to understand them in context and not to take things literally, but really understand what is this a metaphor of. What's going on? How is this being repeated elsewhere? And they talk about it differently. That's what I'm interested in. How human beings tend to create similar patterns looking for essential things and they call them differently. If we take them out of context, then each one's going to be something completely different, but it's not going to unite people. It's not going to make us understand who we are, what are we programmed to do, how essential sound is, and what seems to be going on. This is a realignment, a recalibration on the physical, mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual levels. It's very, very, very complex not to be taken in a reductionist way, but also not to fall into uh, false belief and and, uh, not understanding that what is being talked about is really a metaphor of something far greater, far more complex that the best that people can talk about is in this narrative, mm. this kind of rap. And that rap changes from one region to another. Even, you know, in the Amazon, different people talk about what goes on in the Ayahuasca experience and the ikaros, and in a variety of different ways. So uh, it can be localized as well. It's uh, very important. It's not to be seen as a superfluous thing or something to be taken lightly or all these indigenous people that are doing a, no this is what we've done and there were all societies were shamanic at one point traditional and we've all used sound this way how this started why consciousness is so compelled to use sound what is its function i believe is to unravel consciousness is to allow us to understand who we are to understand to know what we don't know and that's what consciousness wants to know and and sound in its connection to spirituality consciousness and the universe the the this what Sir Francis Bacon called God's Word which is the logos the the mathematical the mathematical nature of the universe the 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 these constants mathematical constants uh, and how they manifest um, and the Pythagoreans told us that the universe is is not made of Mathematics mathematics is what we use to understand, fathom, transmit, experience the universe. And that's why scientists use uh, mathematics, especially physicists, to test models. And God's work, which is what is called Eon Sophia, Gaia, the divine feminine, Pachamama, uh, nature and the intelligence in nature. And this is basically the person, Sir Francis Bacon, who created scientific method he was a rosicrucian he had a big influence on the founding fathers in the states especially his book the new atlantis which he died before finishing it Uh, he wanted to create new land away from the hegemony of the royalty the nobility the, the 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 religions and uh, things went wrong <laughs> at some point. But that's, this was the true intention, and it was about the mystery schools, the mystery teaching, the mysteries, basically. All this essential, deep, esoteric knowledge that went underground when consciousness sank because of a disaster happened, seemed to have happened around 12,500 years ago. Some people say comment that came and obliterated things and caused a flood that everyone talks about anyway but but now this knowledge is coming back and people consciousness is is interested in it and it's ready for the most part to handle it and sound music harmony is the most essential part i'm realizing and i've been studying this stuff for most of my life is the most essential part because it's consciousness relies on acoustics to unfold and know itself the, the, the power, the physics of sound, acoustics, that studies sound and vibration. And that's basically what we're talking about. In Gnawa or in Vodou or in Indian classical music, in Arabic maqam, in in any rock concert, but Western music is very limited because of the equal temperament. We lost that, and that's basically what probably caused people to use Substances, drugs in raves or in the hippie period because our music is incapacitated. We can't go in trance naturally with it anymore because the mathematics no longer align with the mathematics of nature. Music is still beautiful, but the octave went through a lot and people should look into the equal temperament. That's the most essential thing is equal temperament versus non-equal temperament, not 42, 432 hertz versus 440 hertz. As you find mostly on
0: YouTube, we're in agreement there. Let's let's take a listen to uh, Hassan ben Jaffer himself, along with Inov Ganawa. This is a piece called "Tura Tura," and this is uh, the traditional trance music of the Ganawa people, as performed by this this group. And they will be performing uh, this Thursday after a keynote pre- presentation by our very special guest, Alexander Tenous. So here is. Some uh, Ganawa music for you people. La e From Inov Ganawa and Malim Hassan Ben Jaffer, uh, Malim Hassan Ben Jaffer and Inov Ganawa will be performing this Thursday after keynote presentation from our very special guest here, Alexander Tenous, and that will be at the Assemblage. You can go, I guess, to uh, Google Assemblage, John Street, and look up Inov Ganawa. It's uh, yeah, that's right. It's a seven to ten the event and um yeah so we have to start transitioning but what what can folks uh look forward to in in terms of your your presentation what what are you going to try to get across and and what what has your research been kind of turning up these days
1: mm. uh well my research has been going on for a while and going deeper and deeper into <laughs> um Unexpectedly deep and awesome, and sometimes strange, weird levels of sound and its connection to spirituality, nature of universe, consciousness, and um, the esoteric and the therapeutic aspects. And um, I used to be musician, composer, and, and, and conductor. I'm now mostly sound therapist, sound researcher, and interested in that uh, in understanding sound from multiple, disciplinary approach uh, syncretic uh, approach s- th- synthesis and it leads me to various areas and understanding some of the things that I talked about earlier and we'll talk about on Friday uh, on Thursday I mean Thursday evening um, the point of the presentation is to give people the chance to know some more about the music and all the elements around it and behind it so that they have a deeper experience through and deeper listening and able to listen judiciously, intentionally with greater attention and presence presence of the mind with awareness. Basically, their mindset is different. Their intentions, attention, will, awareness, curiosity, discernment, reasoning, presence of the mind, these elements that we bring to any present experience that would allow us to get Little or a lot out of it, and um, to learn about uh, you now more things that I spoke about, I'm gonna go into deep layers with a lot of details and uh, what goes on in the music, what's magical in it, what seems to be going on, how is this connected to uh, the concept of healing, how healing happens, how does sound heal, um, and how is it used. By the individual who is not a, an inactive participant, but rather yeah. an active participant. That's the most important thing. And um, what my scientific studies have shown, I will show samples of that, EEGs and harmonic spectrum analysis, uh, the role of syncopation, the speeding up in the music, um, how these elements occur in other musical. Similar musical cultures that are used for healing, trans possession, what's its c- connection to shamanism and to this order of intelligence in the universe? And it's about realigning the self with the mysteries and recalibrating, rehabilitating, finding inner harmony once again. And uh, talking about the philosophy behind all of that, how it connects to the bigger image so that we better understand who we are as humans and understand why music is magical how else could be used and driven and used with intention to uh, change things around because to my knowledge it's the most powerful tool absolutely everybody listens to music everybody if, if there's one thing that links people together is this music why because we're programmed to use it create an experience to understand who we are what is it that we're doing on earth and what is nature to us what is god where is god and all of these things but like i said earlier you can do a variety of different things based on the intention (laughs) the knowledge or the ignorance and the skills and uh, so that when the performance comes the second half people can really let go and go deep and experience and let me tell you it's riveting You must be there to experience this music live. This is not music to listen to because a lot is missing over audio, but live, experiencing the acoustics, the electromagnetics, the vibration fully and not in a calibrated and adjusted way makes all the difference. So I hope you guys can come.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be really exciting and I'm so glad that you could join us and and Set the table, so to speak, to that event on Thursday. And people who are interested in learning more about Alexander Tanous' events and his, um, all of his research, you can go to soundmeditation.com.